0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, April 24th. U.S. equity futures are down about 30 basis points for the three major indices. So that's 14 S&P points, 90 Dow points, and 48 NASDAQ points. So that's about 30 basis points approximately for those three indices. In Europe, you have the major indices trading off 10 to 30 basis points overall. And then in Asia, most of the major indices ended lower Hang Seng fell about 60 basis points. The Shanghai Comp fell 80 basis points. Japan continues to hold in well. So the Nikkei ended up about 10 basis points. Um, so nothing all that dramatic this morning. I will say just as far as the macro narrative is concerned, um, you know, over the weekend, I think the outlook on the debt ceiling worsened. So this is, to me, the biggest near-term risk um, for the market, if not for the debt ceiling, I think what the outlook for equities would be um, even more positive than I've been talking about. But it you know, looks like that there will be a manufactured crisis over the debt ceiling, unfortunately. I don't think that a breach will ultimately happen, but there will be weeks of headline risk, brinksmanship, et cetera, et cetera, as this process plays out. So in the near term, the next big event will be watching to see if McCarthy can get his blueprint out of the House this week. A vote has not been scheduled yet. Reports are mixed as to whether the, the votes exist. Um, to have this thing get passed. remember, he has essentially no margin of error. He can't afford to lose any vote, any votes, especially since no Democrat will support it. Um, you know, so I think that's the next big event. It's really hard to say what happens if the vote were to fail or if the vote were to succeed. Um, you know, on the one hand, if it fails, um, that could suggest that McCarthy then would attempt to craft some type of a compromise bill that perhaps alienates extremes on both sides, but then can get enough support among centrist members of of each party to to get to Biden's desk. Um, Or on the other hand, if it fails, he may have to go back and make it even more stringent than it already is, in which case, obviously, that would just put the two sides further apart. Um, So again, I think it will play out over the coming weeks and months. There's going to be a lot of brinksmanship, headline risk, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I think the backdrop on that front worsened. Um, but going back over the last week, I think you know, the earnings situation is is brighter than anticipated. Um, I think the growth situation is brighter than anticipated. And then on inflation, the prices paid, the inflation piece of Friday's flash PMIs was certainly negative. You you had inflation risk rise, um, and that was for April. You go back to the Empire and Philadelphia reports last week, which were also for April, you saw the opposite. You saw disinflationary forces building. So Mixed April inflation numbers. We get the final March inflation figure this Friday with the PCE. It's expected to have a CPI-like trajectory, in that the headline numbers due to drop meaningfully month on month, the year on year rate, um, while core stays um, stickier. So core essentially unchanged, down a little bit. Um, you know, I think the Fed is very likely to proceed with twenty-five basis points next week. Um, this will likely be the final hike of this process. Um, But I think... um, you know. So again, I think the outlook for earnings, disinflation growth is better, but the debt ceiling is going to be a big obstacle in the near term. Um, So as far as macro news, like I said, other than the debt ceiling, I don't think there's anything too incremental on the macro front. Um, As far as earnings, you had two big ones out of Europe this morning. So Credit Suisse, very ugly numbers, um, but no worse, I think, than people were fearing. So you actually have UBS ticking up a little bit this morning, um, despite the Credit Suisse numbers. And then Philips is up about 10% in Europe uh, on its report. And Philips is the latest healthcare report so far this Q1 season has been very strong. Healthcare is having a very bullish earnings season thus far. And Philips is the latest data point on that front. Um, for the calendar this week, the main focus will be on earnings. So this is the peak volume period of the Q1 season. A lot of reports. I have individual previews that I sent out Friday afternoon on about 45 of the big reports this week. Um, That is on the website, so take a look at that. Uh, As far as macro events this week, like I said, the the debt ceiling vote in the house will be important. And then you have Q1 US GDP on Thursday, and then two inflation reports Friday with that March PCE, and then the Q1 employment cost index. For today specifically, you have Coca-Cola before the open for earnings, and then after the close, First Republic. Um, Whirlpool, Cleveland Cliffs are the big ones. So First Republic for obvious reasons will be very important for regional banks. If you kind of go back um, you know, about a week and a couple of days to two Fridays ago, which is when bank earnings season kicked off, the results definitely for Q1 were much better than feared, especially if you go back to where people were, uh, people's heads were at back in um, March during the regional bank crisis, but you saw selling this past Thursday and Friday, so you know, there's definitely been the avoidance of kind of it, the, an existential crisis, but the earnings outlook for regionals, um, you know, is still not great. You have you know net interest income, net interest margins that are at or past a peak. You have provisions that are have much more upside risk than downside risk, and then you also have kind of a more stringent regulatory outlook um, as the Fed um, Treasury responds to what happened back in March. So I think that kind of explains why the regional banks have been for sale. Um, But First Republic tonight will, for obvious reasons, be watched very closely. Uh, And that is everything for today, Monday, April 24th. Thank you for listening.